Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. The Louisville football staff continues to be on a hot streak, adding four new commitments last week, bringing the total up to 16. And that momentum looks like it's going to continue with another big week coming ahead. Welcome to the latest edition of the podcast. That's going to be our topic for the most part. I'm senior writer, Cardinal Authority senior writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling. And Jody, really, that's been the, the story uh, for a few weeks now, really, is how hot this football recruiting staff, Scott Satterfield and his staff are, on the recruiting trail, recruiting trails I mentioned, now up to 16, adding four in basically a 24-hour period uh, last week, you know, bringing that number up and, again, even climbing higher into uh, the national rankings, now sitting at number 18 in the 247 Sports uh, composite team rankings. You know, so, and, and like I said, looks like that momentum is going to keep going. I, I don't want to get anybody freaked out here, but <laughs> let's just say by – by July 4th, I could see where this class could be at 22 or 23. I mean, that's how crazy this is yeah. um, and how things are faster things are going. And, and here's the deal. First of all, it's kind of like that nationally because a lot of guys uh, are seeing all these other guys commit. And, and if there is no official visits or visits throughout the season and you have to wait until, you know, December – that only leaves you like two weeks for most schools to get those visits in. For most kids, you're not going to be able to make those visits. So I think what kids are doing is they're getting their spot now and they're making sure they can have their spot. And then and then they uh, and then they say, OK, <laughs> what, what am I going to do from there? But Louisville's doing a good job. They're filling out what they need to do, the, the positions they need with a good class, a, a, a what I would call. Um, for Louisville, I would call it a very above average uh, class so far. And I think it's only going to get better, Michael. So everybody don't freak out. You got to stay and listen to the podcast here, the cards cast for the rest of the time. And uh, we'll try to explain how it can get to um, into the 20s. And, and that's and obviously that's pretty easy because it's at 16 right now. Yeah. And again, and it's one that's continuing to climb. And you bring up a good point. Maybe we can discuss this uh, later on in the podcast. But, you know, as, as guys are making their picks, it does create the potential, you know, for for potential moving around. I mean, there there are people who are discussing it's probably going to be a record year of decommits and flips and, and things like that. But one thing that the staff has done, and we've had a couple stories on it already at Cardinal Authority, is how quickly they're bringing this this group, these 16 guys um and even stretch, stretching out now to some of the top prospects how quickly they're becoming friends not just it's and, and it's more than just what you see on twitter with hey follow me come do this you know make the call to louisville i mean these they're playing online games together you know they're in chat rooms together i mean it, it's it, and they're already talking about what they want to accomplish at louisville so when, when you can make those kind of connections this early in the recruiting process certainly it's going to make it harder for them to you know to flip later you still might lose a few i mean that's how recruiting is uh, but the way they're coming together, and I think it's a, a genius, you know, move, and it, it obviously mirrors the, the the culture that Scott Satterfield and his staff are putting in place over there at the Stellenberger Complex. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's and, and you know, you're going to up and down the up and down the, the the whole class that way. Look, you're gonna you're gonna have 
a decommitment or two. That's just the way sure. pretty much every class is. And, and quite honestly, um, if they're, you know, I'm assuming there's going to be high school football this year and, and, and some kids are going to play and they're going to be like, okay, they're going to get some video. And maybe the coaches did, uh, I'm not necessarily say whiff on them, but maybe it was, uh, maybe we can get somebody better than that. That's, that's going to happen. I will, I will, I will preface this by saying I, these guys, these guys in this class are a little more, are, are not a lot more active on Twitter than, than we've seen in the past. That's something though, um, that, that some of the coaches are, uh, are, are asking them to do basically the, the coaches are, you know, I mean, that's, that's part of, of committing, I think now, uh, everywhere, not just at Louisville and, and it, and it happens, it happens everywhere, but I will have to, I will have to warn people just because they're buddies, just because they're playing on uh, social media with each other and this and that doesn't mean that, that they're not going to decommit. You know, last year, uh, the kid, the linebacker that went to Georgia tech who decommitted was not, he wasn't active on Twitter. Cause that just wasn't him. Uh, Cameron Wilson, I think was his name, but he was, you know, he was pretty tight with some of those guys uh, in the Louis, in the Louisville class and, uh, and they were buddies and, you know, the, these guys become buddies uh, but it's it's a personal thing for each one of them. So just because they're buddies and just because they're doing all this on Twitter, don't expect there won't be because and, and I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer because I think it's great. And I, I hope they keep them all. It's just it's just obvious. I mean, it, it just happens. It's just the way recruiting is that there's going to be one or two guys uh, that take visits elsewhere. And, and one of them might get uh, they might get taken you know to another school. It's, that's that's the way it is. But with that being said, what this is doing for the Louisville staff is that that they're going to they're going to have enough complete in this class um, again by by the the week of after July uh, the week of the week after Fourth of July they're going to have you know twenty two or twenty three commitments on the board perhaps and if they do that that gives them a ton of time between then and September first to just go through those 2020 class of 2022 kids and really get a good evaluation last year. They didn't really get a good evaluation of the 2021 guys before September 1st. It was into the fall and into the winter before they got that before they did because they were playing catch up this year because they've got so many guys committed. It's going to give them an opportunity to do that. And, and we've seen that in the last you know week or so where you're starting to see a higher tick of, of scholarship offers being dished out to uh, 2022 stars, and including a, an impressive young man over at Ballard High School that you had a, a story on. Um, you know, and, and like I said, you're, we're going to continue to see that. And, and like, yeah, you, you couldn't really, it'd be hard to be in a better position than, and, than they are right now. And you also have to throw in the factor. I mean, we, we don't know what's going to happen with the football season. Even if they do play, you know, how many, or if they will allow visits to, you know, to take place. So, you know, how this recruiting trail is going to end up, you know, we don't know. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a question mark, you know, day in and day out really. Yeah. All right. So how's this class going to end out? We're going to go through this. We'll get some basketball stuff here in a few minutes as well. There's going to be a tight end and in the, in the, one more tight end. Vic Mullen, Victor Mullen from Ottawa, Illinois is, uh, is already committed. There's going to be another one in this. Um, Louisville's going to hang in there for Jordan Dingle, but it's going to be tough. He's probably going to go to Northwestern. If he doesn't go to Northwestern, he's probably going to go to, uh, to, to Vandy or Purdue. 
that's just the way it is. But Louisville's been in there and they've done a good job and they and he really likes Louisville. Uh, I think it's just more of uh, uh, more of the whole family thing and the, of 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 his family and in in the academics. Um, that I think Northwestern's going to win out in that one. That leaves you with Mitchell, with Mitchell Evans and Christian Peterson are the two main guys right now. Jalen Sheed, uh, I thought Louisville had a good chance with him, and he was excited when Louisville uh, made him an offer, and it was his first uh, Power Five offer, and all of a sudden he got, you know, this offer and that offer and this offer and Alabama offer, and then he was not really receptive to Louisville, let's say anymore. So it's, it's Peterson and Evans. And, uh, you know, quite honestly, you talk to Peterson, I talk to Evans. They both sound like they're really like, uh, they really like Louisville. I think there's tough competition for both of them, but I think they're probably in a better shape right now for Peterson than they are uh, any of the other guys. Yeah. Peterson who, you know, some people kind of look at as maybe as a Virginia lean. I'm not so sure if that's the, the case as much anymore. He's a kid that uh, is very likely going to be in Louisville next week uh, with his family coming in and obviously on their own dime, going to do their own self-guided tour. Uh, they want to check out the city. They want to check out the campus, everything that he has seen, you know, through the virtual tours and that, I mean, he's been quite impressed. You know, he's called Louisville an amazing city with a big time football, a storied program. You know, so he wants to come and actually see it with his eyes. Uh, and, and, you know, and again, I expect that probably to happen uh, next week. And, you know, we'll have a follow up on that. He says he's not in a huge hurry. You know, he does have other options he wants to check out. But like you, I think he's in a, that Louisville is in a great shape with Peterson. It's Louisville, Virginia and San Diego State. From what we heard, that was his final three, unless something yeah. changes. Um, Evans, I think they're in good shape. And uh, and I had a chance again to uh, I swapped some text messages with him and I'll, I'll have something uh, in the recruiting scoop uh, on him. I think they're in a good spot, but I think uh, there's some other schools that are going to be really, really tough uh, for them to, to get. All right. Offensive linemen. I, I'm going to I'm back and forth right now. They have three on board. Aaron Gunn. Uh, Zim Machowski and uh, and uh, uh, Michael Gonzalez. I've said I think they're going to take two more. Uh, I still believe. I mean, the the pencil says five to me in in, in my pencil, and I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna keep it at five uh, for them. Uh, Michael Machowski, whose dad played uh, in the NFL and works for the Jaguars, is in the mix. Uh, Ethan Mord, I talked to, he said they're they're trying to get him to commit. Um, he would be a really nice addition from down in Venice, Florida. And then an interesting one is a kid from Tennessee, William Griffin. He's formerly known as William Parker, uh, but he's William Griffin now. I think it's William Griffin Parker, but he wants to go by William Griffin. This kid's really physical. He's really good. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to try to check in with him this week because I've heard that Louisville, uh, I've heard he's pretty high on the uh, on the board. Uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned Diego Pounds. Um, he had them in their, in their final 10. And, and then there's some other guys, Michael, but Really, it's kind of it's it's interesting to see, and and we'll have to wait and see if uh, if Mort uh, makes a decision. He told me it was Louisville and Central Florida, and that Louisville was pushing for a commitment. So I would imagine uh, if if he wants to go to Louisville, he's going to probably do something sooner rather than later. And you mentioned Michael Myslaski. I'm, I'm butchering his name. I'm terrible at that, but so apologies. And he's um, a big guy too. So yeah, he is actually yeah. Actually, just talked to to him earlier today. Really impressed with Louisville. Um, he actually has a short list, but he's not telling anybody what it is at this moment. But he did make a point to point out that he really is a big fan of 
surprise, surprise, Dwayne Ledford, find an offensive lineman they're recruiting that never, you know, that doesn't have a high esteem for, for the Louisville's offensive line coach. But he pointed out that he kind of, he's a center project uh, prospect, and he compared himself to Garrett Bradbury, uh, the, the big-time center that Ledford coached at NC State, and he really likes the, the idea of potentially learning under uh, the same guy that cut, that taught uh, Bradbury into becoming, you know, the Remington Trophy winner, which goes to the nation's top center. So Louisville in very good shape with him there as well. Um, you know, and you look at what Ledford's bringing in on that front, on that offensive front, and it's quite impressive. Yeah, and and like I said, I, I'm I'm saying one or two there. I, I know one for sure. I still believe in the end that it's going to be five total offensive linemen. We had the one tight end. I really think it's going to be three wide receivers. I thought it was going to be two going into this uh, into this recruiting cycle, um, but then the unfortunate loss of Dexter Rents put them, uh, you know, a scholarship behind as far as uh, on the in the wide receiver room. So I think they'll make that up this year by adding three. Omega Omega Blake's going to make a decision tomorrow, and uh, all signs point to South Carolina. But my goodness, Louisville uh, offered late, has jumped into the mix, and really gotten in there. It, it wouldn't, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past Gunter Brewer. Like I said, I have a crystal ball in for South Carolina. I haven't changed it, and I don't think I'm going to change it. But, man, oh, man, he just, uh, Gunter Brewer has just done a good job uh, with these uh, with these wide receivers and uh, in, in, in getting Louisville kind of, you know, into the mix. Other wide receivers, uh, Demetrius Cannon and Amari Huggins-Bruce are two guys that are top, top targets, in my opinion, Blake Cannon and uh, Huggins Bruce are the three top targets. There's some other guys, but those are the three top targets. Yeah, and I, I like Louisville's chances of pulling. You know, I don't know how many if they'll get all three, but I like the chances of getting in the bulk. You know, like two of the three out of that. Um, who those three might be, as you mentioned. You know, one's lean that looks like it's going to be uh, South Carolina. Amari Huggins Bruce. Uh, we continue to track him. Very difficult to track. Obviously, going to go down to the wire between Louisville and it sounds like Virginia Tech uh, for him as well. And, and Cannon, a super uh, prospect as well. You know, so all three uh, we continue to keep a, a close eye on as well. All yeah, Michael, three. I have actually. Um, so Huggins Bruce is is Louisville, Virginia Tech, and Cannon is Louisville and Penn State. I've got crystal balls in for both of them. I think my confidence for Cannon is like a nine, and I think Huggins Bruce might have been a seven or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, Huggins Bruce is. Is one of those kids. You don't know if he's, you don't know if he's playing or if he's just truly in, still in the recruiting mix kind of right now. So we'll have to wait and see on that. KJ Johnson, JJ Henry, Chandler Pittman, those are guys that if they miss on those three, uh, that they kind of will go to. I think there's some other guys there. Now um, let's get to the quarterback room and, and the one room that everybody wants to to talk about. I know um, it, it's it's interesting, Michael. It's uh, it is. It's it's a tough it's a tough deal. I think the staff would take two if they could take two quarterbacks. Um, I I think that 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 second quarterback, you know, could be a guy like T.J. Lewis, who is more of a I don't want to say a project guy, but more of an athlete who would give a chance to play quarterback and then wouldn't mind moving to another place just to get his hands on the ball and and to, and to get some reps. Um, that Taylor Green kid's kind of the same way, uh, more of an athlete. Or Nick Vatiato, who is the br- baby breeze, as I call him, from down in uh, uh, that university school down in Fort Lauderdale. I think those are the guys that if they get one of their top guys and then don't get any of the other top guys, that those are the three guys that they could bring in as a second QB 
um, in, in this class. Um, obviously, um, and, 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 and honestly, I've, I've not been lying when I said this, and, and I, 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 tr- I fully, fully trust my source on this. Um, Shadur Sanders and Justin Lampson are basically at the very top of the board for Louisville. Jalen Henderson is right there with them, but I think that, uh, you know, Lampson and Sanders are um, one in one A, however you want to put them in, in uh, the staff loves both of these guys. Now there's totally, it's total different guys and there's total different aura around them. Um, but I think they would be very, very happy if Justin Lampson commits this week and, and says he's coming to Louisville. They would be very, very happy if Shadur Sanders commits this week and says he's coming to Louisville. I don't think they, they don't want to miss out on both of them, but they want one of these guys. Yeah, Lampson's a guy that could do it with his arm and his legs. I mean, you know, obviously doesn't, you know, when your dad's a neon Deion Sanders, you know, you're going to get a little more of a, a spotlight when you're throwing balls with with Tom Brady on a, on a road trip with your dad, you're going to get a little more spotlight. And understandable. And they're both, as you mentioned, you know, very accomplished quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Shadour's had a lot of success uh, down at Texas where he is. He's thrown for nearly 8,800 yards, you know, in, what, three straight titles for him? Uh, yeah. You know, it can't go wrong there. Justin Lampson is a kid that I think his stock is just continuing to rise. He was the NorCal, NorCal Offensive Player of the Year last year. I mean, so they're both kids. I mean, both of them can get them done. And like you, I think the staff is, would be equally pleased with both. And now, obviously, if you and go, I'll, now here, I'll tell you, stop, yeah, go ahead. I'll give you, I'll give you another one here that'll really confuse you. Don't I do. think, I think Louisville is in a great spot for both of them. Um, As a matter of fact, I almost, and I didn't do this just because I didn't want to have one that they're lingering after the other and makes a decision, but I almost put a confidence pick in for Louisville for both of them at like a four confidence because I really think Louisville leads. I think Louisville is in the lead for both of these guys, and it's just a matter really of how this plays out and how it works out. You know, and the whole deal, and and I get it. Look, for everybody out there that talks about Sanders and Dion and all this, look, for for me and you, Michael, having Shadur Sanders at quarterback at the University of Louisville would be the greatest thing ever because of the hits that it, it, because it hits, it generates for us. So we, we, being selfish, yes, that would be perfect. But I, I don't know if that, you know, in the end, that's what the staff also has to weigh. Is that good for the the program? I think it would be for recruiting wise. The only negative that I could think of, and nobody even told me this, but I just thought about this. But what if you get all this hype and you build all this up and Dion says this and Dion does that and all this kind of stuff. And what if Dion's son in two years hasn't seen the field? Yeah. How, I mean- how does that? affect everything and i know it's a slim chance but again how does that affect everything so i I don't know and the same is with lamson i mean lamson could be a kid who comes in and has a great time or 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 has a great uh, career or a kid that comes in and 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 doesn't have a great career i mean it's it's just it's really kind of crazy how it's come down to this and like i said i think they lead for both kids yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, we've been talking about Shadur for a while. I actually had a chance to, gosh, it's been, you know, maybe a month or so. He doesn't give too many interviews, but I did have an opportunity to, to chat with him. And he wasn't shy about, you know, how much he liked Louisville at that time. And Steve Wilfong, our, our director of football recruiting on, on 247 Sports, you know, similar uh, recent story from him as well. Um, but but like you, I think, again, I, you know, I think they're one and one A, you know, and you could put either one in either spot. You know, you did mention how much fun it would be with, with DNI. I'm going to show some age. 
I actually had an opportunity to, to interview Dion when he was playing for the, uh, I think they were still the Riverbats when he was in town playing for them. And, it, you know, he was a blast to interview. And with, so as a media person, I had to have a, a blast, you know, again, interviewing Dion. And, and I'm sure, you know, Shadur would be a blast to cover. But you know, there, there's always going to be those ifs. I mean, what about T-Webb? I mean, there's a lot of people who think T-Webb right. could be a great quarterback. But if Shadur comes in and does, you know, become the next great thing and then, you know, that's that's just football. And then maybe, you know, somebody ends up transferring. You know, who knows? There's yeah. there's a lot of the ifs and the rolling of the dice, however you want to put it. Yeah. And, and, and again, like I said, I, I it, yeah, having a having Deion Sanders son just on the roster would be would be fantastic for our business. So that's why it's kind of funny. I had somebody send me a message the other day saying you're just pushing the uh, the make, making you're kind of making this up. You're pushing the agenda. I'm like, no, I'm not. It, it'd be great for us to have Dion his son. But I'm just telling you, the fact is that Justin Lampson is a is way up there on the board for this Louisville football staff for Frank Ponce and for Scott Satterfield. They love this guy. And, uh, and, and, and again, it could end up being one or the other. So there you have it, Michael. Offensively, we know a tight end and we know a quarterback. That's two. We, we assume three receivers, which makes it five. And then you've got, uh, uh, the, the two off offensive linemen, which would be six or seven. So that's how we kind of leave it right there. We could always, uh, they could always maybe just do the two on the on the wide receivers. Uh, Peterson's going to make his visit, and I, I wouldn't think he would make a decision anytime soon. Huggins-Bruce's decision's coming up in early July. Uh, Cannon's decision, we expect, as he put on Twitter the other day, very soon. Uh, or I, I think he told that to Alan True, maybe, or, or it was on Twitter. But he said very soon. And Omega Blake's going to make it on Monday. Sanders and Lampson. Lampson's going to make it. I would say probably within the next week or so. And and I think Sanders, uh, I think he waits it out. I think he waits for a little while longer, but but we'll have to wait and see because he did say soon. Um, and Ethan Mort could be making it. So there's a lot of guys that with potential decisions coming up, you know, in in that group there. Now, linebacker-wise, Michael, what do you think? Two or three? Uh, you know, when, when you look at what they've got already on board, it makes me want to just say just two more. I mean, because I think you've got a couple candidates in there, like like somebody like a DJ Quinn that could slide into eventually a linebacker spot. So, um, and again, we were talking about this in a previous podcast. You know that there could be still that that unknown uh, still out there, where once the offensive offensive side of the ball is kind of arm wrestling the defensive side of the ball on, on who might get it. But uh, yeah. you know, I think, I, I think at, when you look at the linebackers, I think two at this point. But yeah, you know, I think that they're going to be. I think Gunter Brewer and Brian Brown are going to be arm wrestling for that third offense, that third <laughs> wide receiver or that would, unless they could somehow pull off Omega Blake, Demetrius Cannon and Huggins Bruce or whatever. Uh, but I think they're going to be kind of battling for that right now. I think um, I would say, I would say two linebackers and a best of on defense. Will, will, would it be a, a safety um, that's still out there and, and open Omari and Cooper, the kid who just committed to Florida State, they're still recruiting hard at a corner at cornerback. You know, Daquan Gonzalez, could they they still recruiting him? Um, you know, just some guys out there, Damon David, uh, they're still in, in the mix a little bit. Would they take one of those guys? But I do think that they will take two linebackers. And really, we kind of have it down to four. And 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 I have my druthers. I I I mean, look, they're in a great spot with Prince Kali. I don't yeah. think um, Prince Kali will make a decision anytime um, in, in the next few weeks. 
Um, I think it will probably be before his season from what I have heard, but, but I think they're in a great spot for him and they're in a great spot for Jackson Hamilton and Chris Paul. I mean, so these, the three lineback, three of the four linebackers are in a great spot. The only one that I'm saying they're not is a kid they've been leading for kind of the whole time. And he's kind of blown up in the recruiting trail. And that's James Jackson. I, I still think they could land him. I just think it's getting tougher and tougher. All the, the offers he's getting. Yeah, and when you know, and the linebacker spot is one of those where okay, now we've only, we're we're only going to take X, but it looks like you know the numbers of the ones where they're leading or in great spots, you know, there, there's more of those than I think uh, scholarship spots available, which is obviously the position you want to be in. Yeah. So I mean, if I had like if if I had um if if I played crystal ball, I would say my my gut feeling on this class is is of the nine you know you throw prince collie and jackson hamilton i'll say christian peterson just or mitchell evans one of those tight one of those tight ends so so that's three and, and then i'll say two wide receivers amari bruce and and cannon i'll say a quarterback and i'm not going to say one of those guys because it's going to be one or the other and if i say one or the other everybody's going to freak out and then i'll say ethan mort um is the seventh guy off the offensive line that leaves two spots. So it could be a wide receiver or it could be another, uh, you know, the safety or that other linebacker, Chris Paul, you know, if, if, if they want to jump in there, um, that's a pretty good class. And again, I think a lot of this could end up coming up, coming down in the next couple of weeks, Michael. Yeah. And, you know, I think Michael, my, my you know, in there as well, depending on if they want to add another center uh, prospect as well. Uh, but yeah, when you look at this, I mean, it is, you know, the momentum they have built, and I think it's been a phenomenal job from really from from the from the ground floor of the recruiting department all the way up to, to Scott Satterfield in, in the penthouse, so to speak. Each of them, it seems like, you know, the way they're recruiting, and it's not just whoever the primary recruiter is. It's you know, We've heard over and over how much of a, a team effort it is, and we're seeing that. On a side note, how about Derek Nicholson and what he's you know brought to this recruiting you know recruiting class? Already an impressive recruiting staff. Um, seems like he's even you know become an even greater asset on the recruiting trail than maybe they even anticipated. You know, and and then and then throw on the top how they've been able to really you know get these players to quickly start forming these relationships. And while it doesn't again as we get back to like the beginning, it doesn't make them decommit proof. It certainly increases the odds that you'll kind of withstand you know, as many as you may have to on, on what is certainly an un, unforeseen and unusual year. Yep, no doubt about it. First, I, I do want to throw this out there, just a quick little yep. nugget I, I, um, um, before we go into some basketball, but they really haven't done a lot, you know, because they, it's all voluntary and it's just with the strength coaches and weight room. But I, I, but from what I understand, um, the way Mikhail Cunningham has come back into um, what I would say the summer part of his uh, uh, of this season um, I was told was he, he, he looks ridiculous and, uh, and that's just body wise and working out wise and that kind of thing. And it sounds like that he hasn't skipped. A, it sounds like he hasn't skipped a beat. And, uh, uh, that's exciting. Um, that's really exciting for him. Um, and for all of us, because we, you know, we had heard how he was, um, uh, going into, um, you know, we had heard how he was going into the, uh, spring and, and how it was just like it was he picked up from bowl practice and yeah. uh, and I anticipate that so that's that's some big stuff so um, we'll have uh, a couple of special editions of the cards cast uh, hopefully this week I would imagine um, we would at least have two I, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping we have three but I would imagine we at least uh, uh, have two of them now uh, as far as basketball wise 
I am updating the big boards 21 and 22 on the 21 on the 21 side with Bobby Butterford and Bryce Hopkins already um, committed. Louisville's going to add at least uh, uh, one, probably two. I would say going to add two more guards, and I'm talking, you know, ones or twos. Um, add a three and add a five. The the fives are the the most important, and Efton Reed and Roosevelt Wheeler are the two main targets. Um, um, but both of those guys are going to be, it's going to be an interesting recruitment just to see kind of how it goes. They've become really good friends. Um, and, and I don't think they'll go to school together. Uh, but I know I had uh, two people tell me the same thing that, man, what if they wanted to go together? And I'm like, well, you, you'd take them both, no matter who you are. Um, but, uh, but, but they're, they were going to play. And I think they're going to play whenever, if they get some travel ball, they're going to play. Uh, on the same AAU team. And uh, so they remain the two main guys um, there. I think Louisville's still very much in the mix for L. Ellis. I know, um, you know, it's it, 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 Louisville and Oregon. I've heard a lot about UConn. Um, I think it's really kind of those three schools. And, uh, you know, I think, I think Louisville's got a, a chance there. And I want to throw a couple names out, Michael, that are kind of under the radar names. But the Tyrese Hunter kid who's from Wisconsin – he really likes Louisville, and and I expect them to be there till the very end. Um, and then uh, and then also, kind of a new name that I've heard they've really gotten uh, in with pretty good, and that is uh, Mike James, who is a six foot six, uh, kind of a two three uh, from down in Oak at Oak Ridge High School down in Orlando. Um, and this kid's pretty darn talented, and I'm going to move him pretty far up, not to the top into the top group, but. Uh, Maybe the top group of the second group of the uh, of the big board when I update it. And when and when you look at 2021, I mean, as you mentioned, Bryce Hopkins, Bobby Pedford already in the class. That gives them the two commits. They're currently sitting at number seven nationally, number two in the ACC. So obviously, still quite a long ways to go. I mean, when you when you look through the the national rankings, you're either seeing just one or two commitments for the most part. You know, so there's still a lot of you know going to be ups and downs and, and shifting around of that. But where Louisville sits now, especially again. And what is a unique, unique time where you're not having kids on campus, you're not having the AAU events where coaches can go out and see. You know, I think Louisville is actually sitting in really, really good shape at this point. No, they def- they definitely are. And, and, and um, you know, I think it sounds like the coaches are going to push for some September stuff. It's yeah. going to be interesting how it is because, you know, and you know how it is in high school. Some of these kids play two sports. So um, if they do play football and a kid's playing football and basketball, is he going to go, you know, I, I, it's, it's just so many things up in the air and so many crazy things that, uh, that could happen. Um, again, they're off to a good start. They've got two really solid players and they've got two really good kids, uh, in the mix. Now I will say this, um, if I had to say they were in as good in in bet the best shape for somebody on the 2021 board right now. Um, I would probably say Harrison Ingram. Um, that's not saying that they're going to get him because I think it's going to be really tough and it's going to go down to the very end. Uh, but he, but he is a guy on that board that really likes Louisville. He and Bryce Hopkins are buddies, um, and so yeah. So I think that's uh, uh, I think that's one to, that's one definitely. Uh, to watch there. Now, 2022 is interesting. I'm updating the board and I've got, there's eight offers right now. Paul McMillan, Jaden Bradley, and Rodney Rice are the are the point guards. Isaac McNeely and Chance Westry are the two guards they've offered. Deontay Davis and Brandon Miller are the threes. 
And then uh, Farveur IRA is the center that they've offered. But I think probably this week, if I had to guess, and this will be in my re- my recruiting scoop uh, uh, the, the today as well. If I have to guess, I would imagine they're going to offer nine or ten guys this week. And I think it's a pretty good job by Chris and, and the staff. Um, what they did is on June 15th, you know, the 2022 class could get uh, the, the, the coaches could contact the 2022 class, uh, personally before that you had to go through AAU coaches or have the kids call you. I mean, they still talk to them, but you get to really see, they get the real recruitment starting on June 15th. And when that happened, Louisville only offered one guy, you know, and, and that was Chance Westry on the first night. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Well, come to find out they, they just kind of wanted to take their time. Uh, actually, they did offer one other one late last week on Friday, MJ Rice. So uh, there's nine offered now, and I think nine will be coming uh, some point at some point the you know this week. And, and I think that Louisville will probably, um, from what I understand and what I've seen as far as uh, the recruitment is uh, concerned, is concerned, is that uh, Jalen Washington, who is one of the uh, one of the really good, talented kids in Chicago, I think they will probably uh, offer him uh, a scholarship at some point in the next uh, week or so. And don't don't forget about this kid, Jalen uh, Duran is his name, and I'm not sure what chance they have with him, but he is probably a one and done kind of kid. Uh, he's a six foot ten kid out of Philadelphia, so they're in on some really good kids uh, out of the 2022 class. And the staff has done a nice job of, of setting things up. So if, if you're paying close attention, um, we're probably going to have some uh, special edition p- episodes of the Cardcast uh, on the football side. And it's, it's going to be quite busy there. And then it sounds like it's going to be quite a busy week as far as basketball recruiting offers. Uh, so you're, it sounds like a great week to be at Cardinal Authority. It's also a great week to make sure you're following or liking and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast outlet, whether it be you know on Apple or, or Spotify or whatever the case may be. You know, as, as the case has been for the last few weeks, it's going to be fun and it's going to be busy uh, this, the next uh, coming week. No doubt about it. We're always going to be here whenever we have a, uh, a commitment. And like like Michael said, um, I, I'm my projection is that uh, let's say two and a half uh, uh, over under <laughs> on two, and I, uh, I'm going to say two and a half. So. I think we'll have a chance before we do this podcast again next week, uh, the normal one. I think we have a chance to probably do three special editions. So we'll have to, we'll just have to wait and see. Things can change, and they change daily on the uh, on the recruiting scene. So lots going on. He is uh, Michael McCammon, the senior writer for Cardinal Authority. I'm Jody Demling, the publisher. We'll see you next week here on the Cardscast. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.